0: Hello, my friend. Welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashpitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Cameron markey joins the podcast today. And Cameron Markey is an optimized life coach. And we go over how you can become the best you. And you do that by celebrating those small wins and living the life that you want to live. But the most important thing is that only you, only you can make that happen. This podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company, and I use their products daily. So click the link in the show notes, check out the website, check out the products, and at checkout, use code EVERYBODY for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 159 of Something for Everybody with Cameron Marquis. It's been, what, 13 years?
1: At least, man. I mean, heck, we were back in youth group together, yeah, about 13 years ago, man.
0: 13 years, we were in BBYO. Yeah. For those that are unfamiliar with what BBYO is, it's just a youth Jewish organization for young Jewish men and women to get together and be friends and, um, you know, practice being in their Jewish heritage. Oh, yeah. So, very important um part of my youth experience as for you as well of course but <clears throat> right before we recorded we said you know a lot of things have changed in both of our lives since 2010 definitely for me <laughs> as people who are frequent listeners to this podcast know definitely for you as well absolutely but some things also uh stay the same so i'm, I'm yeah. pumped to have you here and have this conversation and uh basically get to know what you've been doing for the last 13 years yeah man what you're doing right now and where you're headed yeah. So before we get to all of that, very important question. What you got? For real? Yeah. Like, how are you actually doing?
1: Man, I'm doing great. Um, you know, life is good uh, when you take when you take life one day at a time, but but make sure that you have that roadmap in front of you. You know, there's nothing to be upset about. You know, you keep a positive attitude and a, and a positive mindset. Man, I'm I'm blessed. I I can't complain at all. Mm. Yeah. How about you, brother?
0: How am I doing?
1: Yeah, how have you been?
0: I've been well. Good. Currently, right now, I've never had it this good. Yeah. Ever in my life. And I've had some pretty amazing things happen. You know, <laughs> I had a great baseball career, professional wrestler, uh, all that stuff. You know, have some, some tough times mixed in there. But yeah. right now, it's unbelievable. You know, of course, it comes with its challenges. You know, you get knocked down a little bit, but yeah. man, life is. Uh, it can be, it can be so special, right? And sort of the, the motto that's been coming back to me over and over again is, how can I become the best version of myself in the greatest service of the world? Hundred percent, man. And this podcast has been a part of that, a big part of that. This is episode one hundred and fifty nine of this oh, podcast. Oh lord, that's so awesome! We're on An absolute wave. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but. Um. Yeah, I mean, I know you're on sort of the similar wave right now. You reached out to me saying you're, you you gotten into the life coaching business. You're starting to do some public speaking. Um, you're working out in Frisco, yeah. at the counseling center. Oh, yeah. But before we get to that, we, gotta we sure. got to backtrack. Sure. Way, way backtrack. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so, over the last 13 years, what have been the most pivotal moments that you sort of want to share that kind of maybe encapsulate how you got to this moment right here?
1: 100%, man. Uh, well, a lot of what I preach in my today world. Is finding your why um, it's super important so over the last 13 years man uh, I've been married had a daughter beautiful uh, she's six and beautiful and I'm so blessed uh, I wouldn't be anywhere without her today uh, she just being alive has motivated me to really dig down deep and and do something really important with my life and and show people a better path for themselves um, through divorce uh, I learned a lot about myself and about what, what needs to happen in order to move forward um, and that how important it is to have a supportive partner, whether that's a spouse or a friend or a roommate, just somebody there to support you and help motivate you um, be- because we can't do it ourselves. And, and I learned throughout the last you know 13 years that nobody nobody will be successful on their own. Um, just like we're in this world together, you know? Um, but, but most importantly, I met my now wife, uh, who's a wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, she's a wonderful stepmom. If I told her, Hey, I'm going to go, you know, try to be the most famous person in the world. She's right there behind me, pushing me and getting me there. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I, I, I I'm, I'm truly blessed with every opportunity that's come, come up my way. And, and um, you know, Oh, there's only one way from here. Let's just keep going up.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's um, <clears throat> let's touch a little bit more on the divorce. Yeah, man. Maybe that's a, a good. I think that's a good subject matter. Absolutely. Because for one, like you know, things don't always work out.
1: Yeah. No. Mm-mm.
0: So take me back. What sure. happened? How would you meet this person? Sure. What ended up being the downfall of that relationship? Funny
1: enough, one of our BBYO buddies introduced me to my <laughs> then wife uh i won't mention his name (laughs) joel um he lived across the street from me i was on his social media and i was like oh who's that girl and he he introduced me um we started dating and and you know after three four years i i got the the nuts to go ahead and get on one knee and do it now anybody that knows me over the last couple years i don't get on a knee well you know back in the day i still didn't do it back for the sweetheart song i i I don't kneel for anybody right (laughs) but uh No, we met and everything was great, you know, but, but that, that takes me to somewhere where, uh, something that you preach about, which I love, um, and and that's mental health. Um, my, my ex-wife was struggling with borderline personality disorder. Um, and so, you know, no matter what I did, um, and no matter how much effort and time that I put in, um, and what I gave, it, it wasn't enough. And, uh, we all know that, that, especially people that struggle with mental illness, they can't do it on their own. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, if they're not willing to help themselves, um, there's nothing that any of us can do to get them there. Mm-hmm. Um, so after about three years of, uh, of intense therapy, um, couples therapy, moving out of the state to try to give a fresh start, we realized that you know this, this isn't meant to be. Um, so... Uh, Part of this trial and tribulation was I moved, we were in Charlotte um, and I moved right across the border. Anybody that knows Charlotte, you got Charlotte here and then right here on the bottom side, there's something called Fort Mill, uh, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So it's right across the border, like from here to to Dallas, right? Um, And I moved over well in the state of North Carolina. They consider that abandonment since you're moving to a new state. And her and my daughter went and moved with her new boyfriend out to Ohio. Um, That's where I really learned that it is tough without your why to be around to stay motivated. Mm. Um, so I decided to buckle down um, and turn my life around right there. You know, we were do we were booking uh, Optimize pending My pending company was, had been going now at that time for five years. We were doing about half a million dollars in, in residential sale a year. And it was great, you know, good profit, making good money, but just blowing it really fast and really not thinking properly. Um so I, I retooled. I, I sat down and, and I and I took it as a chance to uh to, to change my life. Um I realized that God would never give me something more than I couldn't handle. Um so I knew that even though I was going through something tough, that I could get through it as long as I paid attention. Uh I relied on my therapist. Um I relied on myself. And I kept that picture of my daughter with me in my pocket every day because she was the reason why I got through everything. Um, so, you know, for a lot of people that struggle with divorce, I mean, the rates are incredibly high here in the United States right now. Find yourself a good coach, uh, a good therapist to really help you guys work through that because I cannot tell you that how important it is to have somebody put those stepping stones up for you and, and get you get you to where you need to go to be successful. But also know that sometimes you have to rip off the Band-Aid and, and, and do something different because uh, you're only making yourself suffer, your kids, um, and, and ultimately uh, those are wasted
0: years, mm-hmm. so. How long um, was it before you get to see your daughter again? You
1: so through the court process, I'm very fortunate at the time um, we had ironed something out uh, where I could drive to Ohio mm-hmm. and see her for weekend here and there.
0: You were living in Dallas. No, no, I was in Charlotte. You were still in Charlotte. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, and then, pardon me. Shortly after, I um, I met my now wife. Uh, we had played on a soccer team together. She's yeah. man. She was playing in a men's league. I mean, we're talking about a Division One soccer player from Charlotte, North Carolina. One of the one of the most impressive women I have ever met in my entire life. Um, you know, she was going through her own divorce, uh, which was tough. Uh, she was, she was battling with, um, um, just a let's just say a not supportive spouse. Um, and, uh, we got her out of that situation. She was just my friend at the time. Um, I said, Hey, look, I've got an extra bedroom. Why don't you go stay in there? um and and over time we just grew together um we motivated each other and one day we looked at each other she had already served her papers obviously mine was already almost done and we looked at each other and we're like man i love you you know i you have made me a better person you know and and i can't tell you and you probably know this, but I can't tell you what that feeling feels like. You can't vocalize it. Right. But when you spend time with that person that really gives you that spark to, to do more and then stands by your side the whole way, and nothing will hold you back.
0: Yeah, it's quite special. It is. I'm in the midst of that right now <laughs> in, my, in my life. Like, yeah. Um, I've been with my girlfriend now for a little over two years. And you hear it all the time from like your buddies who got married before you or found the one they want to spend with. And you always ask them, you always ask them like, how'd you know? And they're like, dude, you just, you just know, you just know. And then you, you date girls and you do all these things. And you're like, mm, I just, what am I going to fucking, like, where's the feeling? <laughs> right. And then you meet this <laughs> person They come into your life and you get to know them on a level that you don't understand. You're sharing details about your life that you that you just feel free to, to open up, and you feel like they're gonna hold your heart in their hand and they're gonna nurture it because it's been stomped on before, just like you with your divorce or anyone, right? You yeah. cannot have love if you don't, if you aren't willing to have heartbreak 100%. That's what I say to my baseball players, if you aren't willing to strike out in the same batter's box that you're gonna hit the game winning hit in, you can't play the game of life. No, not you at all. You can't play the game of life, but mm. back to the love part like, it's just yeah. an amazing. It's an amazing feeling
1: it's like a drug man
0: you know it's like you and like in today's society like the institution of marriage is a bit demonized yeah and i think i think with that we're, we're treading in the wrong direction 100 like you can live your life you can become the best person you want to be you can be the boss whatever like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter but i think ultimately when two people come together it doesn't matter who those two people are or what their identities are who they want to have sex with just when two people come together and say we are going to we are going to bond together and we're going to create our mini community because creating that mini community bleeds out into other different communities and it creates a sense of connection and love and you say to each other like i'm willing to give you my best effort for the rest of my life i'm not saying every day i'm going to be perfect i have <laughs> Hell to put no. away the dishes in the <laughs> no. dishwasher which ran this morning and my yep. my my lady was like hey why well, haven't you put them away yet i'm like That's me. I dropped the ball, Yep. but I will get to it. I'm trying to give you my best effort. It's saying that we can cooperate and we can Mm -hmm. negotiate and we have a a mutual respect for one another, even though we may disagree on this certain point. Like, Hey, we got to go see your grandparents for Thanksgiving. What about mine? Okay. How do we negotiate to work this out? hundred percent. It's not, okay, I'm leaving. We're done. This relationship is over, right? You're willing to fight and stand your ground and not let the dragon get so big that it burns your house down, right? You're, you're having these tough conversations and all of that can only really happen if you start to do that with yourself first, Yep. right? I have to have these tough conversations with myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I'm in a bad situation. I haven't cleaned my room in six weeks. My car's a mess. I hate my job. Okay, what can I, what can I do from here?
1: Yeah, no, I love it, man. And, and you know, that's where I really focus a lot of what I do um, now in my coaching career. Um, helping people find out what do you do? Um, I posted the other day on, on uh, Facebook. um, You know, everybody is so worried about what everybody else is doing, Mm. but they don't stop to think, what am I doing? Mm. How is, how is, how are my actions affecting everything else around me? And you touched on it. It's all about community, man. I cannot tell you I have so many business uh, coaching clients that come in, and they don't know the first thing about how to make money, how to how to find love, how to, any of these things. And you know, you and I are very fortunate. Of course, we 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 grew up in in the Jewish community where where business and money is is not taboo in the house. Um, my dad used to tell me about business when I was five years old. You know, we'd talk about how he grew his business and how he was going to grow his next one. I got to see my parents, you know, go through struggles um, and and ultimately now find success in life and 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 really make something of themselves and and financially make something of themselves. And and at the end of the day, community is what brings all that together. In that situation, the Jewish community, right? Mm -hmm. And what I tell my my clients is, hey, look. I have a financial advisor that can help you. He's wonderful. I have a landscaper or whatever to help you with that task that your wife asked you to do <laughs> six months ago, right. and you're like, "Fuck, I still haven't touched it." Right? Oh, cool. um, you know, and 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 it's it's connecting those right people and that right network to build the right grouping where these people help me. They can also help you mm. and them and anybody else, and through those tough conversations you can really show somebody a you care yeah and b that they need to care about them Mm -hmm. and stop worrying about what everybody else thinks you know and you know this about me because you know me a long time i've never given a shit what anybody thinks (laughs) about me yeah but i'll tell you what some of my friends have been my friends for over 25 years because they respect that i will tell them exactly how it is um i don't sugarcoat it um and i love them you know, I truly love them. I have that feeling for my friends. Um, there's, there's a lot of value in finding that love and that connection in, within your network. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it, it, it's I, I preach it every day. And, and you just touching on that is beautiful. I love it.
0: Yeah, you're finding, you're finding soulmates. Yeah. Right. Like you don't have to have one soulmate. Like mm-hmm. the, the dudes that I played college baseball with. Yep. There's about six of them that I still talk to. Mm-hmm. Those are my soulmates. Yeah. Like. They helped me when I couldn't lift myself up. Yep. Right. And my girl that I'm with now, soulmate, mm-hmm. you know, like you, and, and they're, they're, and the, the amazing thing about it is like, I'm, I'm about to turn 31 in June
1: and Young, youngster. Another,
0: <laughs> you know, I have another, whatever, hopefully long, long life. I'm another hundred years. Really good care of myself. Hmm. I'm going to meet more soulmates. hundred percent. Right. People no question. In, when I'm 40, like, Oh, we're, we're going to go on trips together. When mm-hmm. we're 50, when I'm 60, when I'm retired, I don't know if I'll be retired. I like to work. I'm going to yeah. do this podcast until I'm dead.
1: You're like me, man. I you love know, it. This I is love work. it. I'm just having love a conversation. This yep. is amazing. You're
0: kidding me? You can't but, beat this.
1: And connecting with an old friend. Right.
0: It's, I mean, that happens a lot in this house. Yeah, that's right. Um, Joel, shout out to Joel Sands. That's right.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, shout out to Joel Sands is right. Huh? He's a good kid. He
0: is. He will <laughs> listen to this. Yeah, good. <laughs> Simply because he sees your name on right That's there. right. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're just like, it's like, um, I was listening to this podcast, and I mentioned this on a previous episode. But Harvard came out with an 83 year study. Yeah. That the number one predictor for living a good life, quote unquote, yeah. is your relationships. 100. That is it. No question. That's it. It's your relationships, and it's not that you have that if you if you have a, a birthday party and 47 people come to your dinner, it's like could be two. Yep. And they're just like your people. Yep. Like you are authentically and genuinely yourself. When you don't hold up at your end of the bargain, they fucking tell you, "Hey, Aaron, you are not holding up your shit." I'm yep. like, "You're right."
1: You're, you're like, and
0: then when you do something <laughs> amazing, they're fucking so ex- they're more excited for you than they are for themselves when you do something great. Hundred percent. And when that light, when life punches you in the face hard as shit, like it does for everyone, yep. they are right there to be like, "Yo, I got you." Hundred like, percent. I got you.
1: I've got your back. And that's
0: it. And yep. that's one, two, three people because you can't you can't really. Get to know someone on a emotional, like spiritual level mm-hmm. if you're doing it with 45 different people. 100%. Now, there's peers, there's colleagues, there's teammates, mm-hmm. and they have your back in certain situations, but they're not the person you call when you, like, when you're when on the you rut. need everything. Yep, 100%. You and know? you know what? So I, I love if you it. You focus on those two or three people, man. Like, you're unstoppable.
1: The most successful people in the world have a really small center circle. Mm -hmm. I call it a center circle because we, we have like, what did Shrek say? We're like onions, right? (laughs) Well, well, realistically, you know, your, your, your radius is get bigger. And that's how many degrees that friend is away. Right. I like to call people friends instead of acquaintances, because ultimately I think acquaintances, I think that's a nasty word in my head. I would much rather associate that person as a friend but they're just on a different level of friendship Mm -hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, we are built of those levels. I have a friend that's in one of my close levels. His name is Brandon Goldberg. Great guy. Uh, You may know him. He was in Brandeis. Um, Brandon told me the other day, he said, Cameron, you know why you're one of my best friends? And I said, why? He goes, I know that if my car broke down, an hour, two hours away. And I called you and it was two in the morning. You'd answer and you'd be there in two seconds. Well, two, three hours. Right, but, um, but I'd be there. And you know that really resonated with me because I thought my inner circle is a group of guys that I know or girls both that I could call and say, Hey, I am in this terrible spot and I need, I need my people. And they'll be there, no questions. No questions asked, no, oh, I'm sorry. I'm no, they're there. And, and um, you know, we rely on people every day. Matter of fact, heck, I made a post today on Facebook about how when you're scrolling through social media and you see all your friends, and I call them friends, not acquaintances, <laughs> all my friends, right? And they're posting about their businesses and they're posting, like you, um, posting about this podcast and about your successes and and motivating people every day. Stop and put a like on it because you don't know what you doing that does for their business, for their lookers, for, for what they're saying and emotionally for them. Put a share on it because you share their business and maybe they get one more customer. Maybe they get eyes on a hundred more people, but you have helped that person without even taking more, more than two
0: seconds out of your day. That's, I mean, you're a business owner, right? Yep. You you know you know exactly that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, what can friends and family do to support your business that costs zero amounts of money?
1: Yep. No, and not only that, it it shows that you have that network. Mm. It shows that you're not just on an island by yourself. And, you know, in my business, so, so not the coaching business, but in my painting business. Okay. Yeah. We yeah we've been, I've, I've been doing this 13 years. Right. Um, you know, we do about two and a half million dollars, $3 million a year in residential paint sales at this point. Um, at the end of the day, I'm 100% referral business. I do what I say I'm going to do. And I do it in, in the time frame and with the ethics that I promise I'm going to do it. But it's beyond that. I rely on network. Mm. I rely on these people that I make friendships with that are my customers, but then they turn into lifelong friends. Um, and I rely on them to help tell their friends and their friends, friends. And through that, I mean, man, the success I found in that business has really helped me in my life coaching business. Show, show people this works. Yeah, this works. And, and I'm fortunate to have been given that path from many different people in my life uh, the owner of next door painting not my company a company i worked for has been a mentor to me his name is scott miller and, and he's one of the nicest greatest guys i've ever been around heck when i went back to school uh, i have a teacher uh, sandra rubauer uh professor sorry but she helped motivate me because i got started getting behind on some of my assignments and she sent me a message saying hey you got this you can do this you're smart just, just get it done by this time and, and and you'll be all right and I ended up doing well in her class mm-hmm. and hearing that just from her somebody that doesn't know me personally motivated me
0: yeah
1: and 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 it's those little bits of, of motivation that help grow that business and they help grow that that within you and um, it's it's impossible to explain to people without showing them but if you trust the process, and you stick to it no matter how many failures you have. Um, just because you've had a failure doesn't mean you failed. And in my business, and the painting business, I've failed or I have failures, uh, a lot of them. Yeah. But I wouldn't be selling two and a half, three million dollars a year if I didn't learn from them. Can't quit. Never ever quit. what uh, who said that? What was that? What was the name of that Rangers coach? You're a baseball guy. Uh, never ever quit. Uh, was that uh Woody? I don't know. I don't know. It was it was one of those years that was his li- tagline, and it, and it stuck with me um, because if you don't quit, you'll thank yourself later for it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I've, I have a, a definition for failure, which is um, refusing to move forward. Yeah. So I don't I don't consider anything in my life to be a failure because. I still move forward. Yep. Now you have to be able to separate when you should grid it out and when <laughs> you should quit it. Cause there are certain things where you should quit.
1: Oh, no question. And that's
0: not a failure. Like it's just not going well. This is, we've lost too much money or this relationship doesn't, isn't like, yeah, there are certain yeah. domains in your life where you have to say, I, I need to quit it. Yeah. Or there are certain times where like, if I'm like right at the point where it's like almost not pointless anymore. If I wait two more weeks, it's going to it's going to blow up or six more months. Yeah. So you have to make that decision. That's important. Very but, important. When you're talking about just like these everyday things, Mm -hmm. if you think of failure as the definition of refusal to move forward, Mm -hmm. then if you still got back up, then it's not a failure. It's just a mistake, like they do in films Mm -hmm. or shooting a bow and arrow. Like that's how I like to look at it. So, like when this podcast started 160 episodes ago and zero people listened, I was like, oh, I'm fucking suck it. And I yeah. did suck at podcasting. Yeah. I wasn't sophisticated with my language. <laughs> right? I could put together two sentences. I right. stumbled. I didn't know what questions to ask. Sure. And I still don't know how to do it because I'm only 160 episodes in. It's only three years, but I'm a little bit better.
1: Hey, it looks professional to me. I went <laughs> online and I'm like, hey, I got to be a part of this. I love it. I want to be there. <laughs> you know, you're doing something special, man. I mean, you really are. And, and, and it's because you're not accepting failure.
0: Right. So it's exactly it, right? It's like, um, there's a thing in podcasting, there's like 4 million podcasts right? and t- 2 million of those podcasts don't get past episode three. Yeah, oh, absolutely. If you're a podcaster and you get past episode 20, you're like in the top, whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's just like, just about having persistence. Like it's yep. a competitive advantage yep. to be able to last longer than other people. hundred percent. And so back eh, to you. Eh, my wife says that too. <laughs> i know you're gonna pop yeah,
1: in. I, ha- I have to you know i have to
0: we yeah we made a lot of uh a lot of dick jokes like yeah sex jokes of course we so yeah you, ha- you have to you know we were, we were boys trying of, to figure it out of course
1: uh. but, but no <laughs> so you know funny. you know what's awesome is that you know i'll tell you something you you coach yourself as a life coach being able to inspire people man to do exactly that realize that Failure doesn't mean you failed. A failure in a computer just means you got to restart it and start over. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to pack it up and throw it away. Now, just like with the divorce thing, right? Mm-hmm. It was time to rip off the damn Band-Aid, Okay, yeah. it was the, the, the no That's more a situation. Exactly,
0: which is the right move for both of you. Hundred
1: percent. But in my coaching business, in my painting business, there have been many times that I sh- that I thought maybe I should pack this up. But that grit, that perseverance, that that support that I got from my daughter, my wife, when I looked them in the eyes and I knew that I could do this. That that that's what got me going. My therapist, oh my God. You know, the roadmap that he put in front of me. Heck, you know, he he helped inspire me to do this, to to life coach. Yeah. He told me, you got this. He goes, you have the experience of a 60-year-old man. I said, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? What do you mean I have experience? I've only been alive 32 years, right? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, dude, you've been through hell and back, and you didn't quit. And he said, you learned, you observed, you asked the right questions, and you relied on the people that knew more about certain things than you, and you listened. That's all it takes sometimes, man. Some grit and just opening your ears to people that just, there are people that know more than you.
0: Fun.
1: I mean, you can be the smartest guy in the room and still not be the smartest guy in the room, right? I
0: never want to be in the smartest or, guy Exactly.
1: And you know, it, it brings me back to success, which is what I like to preach, wins and success. I'm writing a book right now. Beautiful. called Find Your Fuck It. Okay. I've got a little hashtag. Oh, that's your hashtag hashtag uh, FYFI, right? So when I was coaching at Yavna, Jewish day school here in Dallas, um, I said to the kids, and sorry, parents. I know I probably wasn't supposed to do this, but I said, when are you going to find your fuck it? When are you going to find it? We, we lost three games.
0: You coaching soccer?
1: That's right. And I said, when are you going to say, fuck it? We want to be better. Mm. We need to work. And I wrote it down. And I was going through my, my old notes and whatever when I was getting into life coaching. And I came across that page and I said, that's what I need to be telling people. Mm. That was a great idea. You can't find success until you find that moment in your life when you realize that what you're doing is just sitting on a hamster wheel and you need to say, fuck it. I want to go on this path into that forest. I don't know what's in front of me, but I want to get to the other side
0: mm.
1: and, and not only get to the other side, I want to be financially successful. We'd be foolish to say that money wasn't important in life right. to, and, and to success. Yep. Um, but um, in our marriages and relationships and our friendships and our businesses and our faith. Because <laughs> you're good, because we all know that if you have, if you don't have faith in something, I don't care what it is. Jewish, Christian, Muslim, I don't care what you are. Find faith in something, then, then you can move forward. And at the end of the day, I look at people like Warren Buffett. My financial advisor, his name's Jim Waterman. By the way, if you need a good one, that guy's the man. I'm t- I'll tell you what. And he said to me, he sat me down he goes, Warren Buffett is the idea, is who I idolize as, as successful. And I kinda had to do some research. Warren Buffett has stayed true to himself since day one. Mm. He has the similar or same friends that he's had for a very long time. Mm. He is very simple, but he is one of the richest men in the world. Yeah. Then I look at Bill Gates, who's saying, I wish I had told my younger self I didn't have to work so hard. And, that I, and I see how run down he is. Yeah. Money is not success, but you need money to be successful. So I hope that you guys hear what I'm saying when I say that because it's extremely important. We can't eat without money. We can't live without money. So yes, making that money and and and, and creating that generational wealth is something I, I teach people to do. But I remind them to smell the roses along the way. Mm. See your wins daily. You know, map those out. I tell I literally tell every single one of my clients, I give them a little notebook and some uh, sticky pads that have some stuff customized on them. But on the notebook, I said, write down your wins every day. And at the end of the year, you'll have three wins minimum every day, and you can look back. When you don't give failure an option, and you look at success, and you find your fuck it, there's nowhere but up. And, and, and at the end of the day, you use your network, you use your, your connections, you do all these things, nothing's gonna hold you back. Uh, Vic Johnson wrote a book called uh, 52 uh, Mondays, I believe. And it says, in their dreams, don't die quietly, they die loudly. He also goes on in that same chapter to say that we're the only people that kill our dreams. So dream big, you know? Find that success. Find your fuck it. Find that partner that's going to help you get there. Rely on your network. And ultimately... You're going to be a happy person and you're going to make it there Mm. i love it you know i love i love what i do man i I, i'm so blessed i can't believe that i have the opportunity after 13 years of doing the same thing to to do this i can also thank martial arts for that let me tell you what
0: martial arts is uh is incredible but i want to i want to touch on a few things you just said what you got which is one like i think i do think we demonize money yep like There has to be, like, you made some really good distinctions for people to conceptualize, like, what money actually is. Money, yes, if you need money to do all sorts of things. I needed to clothe myself, to, to eat, to have a house, all of this stuff. Yep. Money, but when I have all of the money in the world, I will not feel fulfilled unless I have the thing that I love doing just because I love to do the thing. Yep. So money is a way to freedom, potentially. Yep. Especially if your family didn't come from you didn't come for money or you never had anything. Yes, that can be a external motivator, Mm -hmm. which is great. You need an extrinsic motivator to get you off your ass hundred percent. Like if you're if you don't have shit and your motivator is I want everything. Mm -hmm. That's a good motivator to start. Yep. But once you start getting stuff, then you have to change to an intrinsic motivator. Like, okay, I'm doing this for this reason, because I want to. Be as, in greatest service to the world, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm going to have all this money, so I can share the wealth, I can spread value, whatever it is. I'm just sort of making stuff up no, at this point.
1: Hundred percent, man. Takuna lam, baby.
0: Yeah, exactly. So then it becomes an intrinsic motivator, nope. and then you're 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 fulfilled and waking up every morning every day because you want to do the thing, and then abundance just comes to you in that regard. Yep. So I I, I don't want to. I I like having money. I like going on trips. I like buying stuff for my friends. Yep. I like doing all of these things. But it doesn't intrinsically motivate nope. me. Like sharing this wisdom on this podcast where it could reach millions of people, Yep, that fires me up.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, I had a conversation with my brother-in-law
0: the other day, okay?
1: And, and it was a tough conversation. I said to him, I said, you do realize money does buy happiness, right? And he looked at me so confused. And he's like, no, it doesn't. I said, no, get that shit out of your head. Being able to provide you for your family, I said you love your family he goes, of course. I said I know you do, right? I mean, we all do, right? Or most of us. I said if you could tell your family members one day because it's been a rough week. Hey, you know what? We're gonna go. We're gonna go to the beach today, and you didn't have to worry about. Man, I have to budget for six months and figure out how I'm gonna do this. No, I've got money in the bank because I've set myself up properly. Mm. You know, uh, when you don't have to worry about paying your light bill and keeping your lights on for your family. you know money is extremely important in our society it is a necessity yes and to the old way of thinking of money can't buy happiness whoever said that is a dipshit okay i I hate to say that but it's true we need it but that doesn't mean we have to be obsessed with it yes
0: there just needs to be a uh like that statement and then a paragraph that's right about what that actually means a hundred percent because most of these like phrases like are sort of logical, but they don't have the context to it to make sense. And then people then don't know how to apply it to their life. Yeah. And I, I like to relate this to, to mental health as well, because mm-hmm. when people think about mental health, they think it's only a psychological condition. Yeah. No, if I have no money, I can't pay my bills and I can't buy food, my mental health is absolutely gonna suffer. No and question. it has nothing to do with my psychological. It nope. has everything to do with my environmental. So mental health encompasses all of that. If we can get people to this place where they feel comfortable and they have enough to eat and they have a place to sleep and comfortable bed, and then we can start upgrading their mindset. We 100%. have to get them to a base level first where they feel secure enough to do that. Like if I'm asking someone to pay $150 a week for a therapist or use that $150 to buy food. Yeah, what are, so what are, you have to buy the food
1: of course we no question the no question so
0: we have to have to create that mm-hmm. um where people feel that way and yep. then we can start elevating their mindset mm-hmm. to these other things that could unlock your absolutely undeniable pot- potential and so 100%. that's what's important also too about about money oh yeah and so because people always hear the people at the top with yep. all of the money and wealth in the world and like money ain't shit
1: but but that doesn't mean they're happy Right. We look at like like I said, we look at we look at uh, Bill Gates. That that guy is not happy right now. Mm-hmm. He lost his wife. You know, he's he's sitting there talking about. I mean, how he's depressed and and it's sad. You know, I mean, but you you touched on something that I, that sparked something in my head. It all starts with mindset, but it starts with that. I learned a term a long time ago called having a grit mindset, and that's really having that. You know what? Nothing's going to hold me back. I'm going to use my grit, my determination. I'm going to push myself forward. Mm. You know, I see about 50% of my clients in life coaching. I see them for free. Uh, And they all ask me, why why are you doing this? I said, because you can't afford to pay me at $250 an hour, okay? When you become successful and you get on the right path, you can start paying me my hourly then. But at the end of the day, I'm not in this for the money. I make plenty of money in my painting business. I'm in this to do exactly what you just said. Mm. Get people to where they need to be. Because that's what gives me happiness. That's what gives me that fulfillment, is to pass my knowledge. I'm a, I'm a wide open book. We talk about divorce, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people would be afraid to, to talk about their past. I, I'm an open book. I don't care who you are. I will tell you everything about my life. Because if I can give you just a piece that you can take away, even if there's one thing you can take away from this this conversation here and help your life, I've done something. And it makes me feel fulfilled. Yeah um having that grit mindset is everything um having that determination you know we we see these athletes i mean you've been around them right oh, yeah. and and they come from nothing some of these guys mm-hmm. and you see some of them and man they'll go blow all their money and they're not happy they're buying things like you just said things mm-hmm. somebody like shaquille o'neal What would have let me tell you something that man Listen to the right people, the the people that were smarter than him. He relied on the right financial advisors, the right management team, and he was able to put money away. And now he's one of the wealthiest athletes that came out of the NBA short of Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it just, it, it takes those little things and those uh, opening your ears and opening your mind, you know, like you said, therapy isn't for everyone. But I'll tell you what: having a life coach that's in your corner, you know, maybe you don't have mental illness, but you have temporary de- temporary depression, and you don't need medication. You just need somebody to take this ball of just scribbly lines in your head and help you put it on paper so you can see it clearly. Mm. Put the glasses on and really—that's that HD, four K, right uh, OLED, <laughs> right in front of you. Um, Having—I cannot tell you that how valuable having a life coach really is. But make sure they're certified, please. Not every coach is certified. Some people just think that they can give you advice and they don't know what the heck they're doing. Certification is very important. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Qualified (laughs) Right? But at the end of the day, having somebody just lay out that scribble or help you put some of those puzzle pieces down so you can complete the rest of the puzzle yourself, that's what it takes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're just able to speak to anyone what yep. whatever it is right yep um, about what you're feeling yep and then you're sort of able to you're getting to the nucleus of it or the root of it and figuring out okay where can I go for here and then they're helping you map out the smallest step that you could manageably take yep and then incrementally get bigger from there yep um, and therapy it's like it's like interesting the therapy and the coaching dynamic both. Yep. Are really important but i think they serve different values in 100%. in different um areas of your life yep now if you're extremely depressed very anxious all the time and you're you have just a serious some serious mental health things going on then yes of course you want to get yeah. to a therapist
1: 100 percent.
0: Right? and they're gonna they're gonna help you get from which is basically you're at like a negative yep. back to a neutral
1: yep at least at minimum. At minimum yeah.
0: back to a neutral. Yeah. Now some therapists can get you to a positive, yep. but that's not really their area of expertise. No. Their area of expertise is basically to get you to the neutral. Yep. Now a lot of therapists though are learning this other side of this optimism, this coaching, this stuff that to get you to the zero to the plus five. So now you can enhance your life. You don't mm-hmm. have to live in a state of neutral like I'm okay today. Yep. I can actually be excellent or great today. But you have to first get out of the negative Mm -hmm. into the zero and then you start to uh, optimize or whatever word you want to use, become your fullest self, whatever it is. And so it might be a different person for those two frames. It might be the same person. Yeah. But you have to, the first thing you have to do is be extremely honest about your current situation. 100%. Am I feeling this way or this way? Do I want to, this, what's happening? Is it a relationship cause? Is there no cause? If there's no cause, then that's very serious. And you're just feeling this way just because then you definitely need to get it to talk to someone um and so it just it just takes a little bit of inventory yep. and then once you do that inventory then you're able to find that person who can help you map it out like you said and then you you skyrocket from there
1: help you find your fucking. and let me tell you what yes. you know what's great i love that word optimize my painting company is named Optimize Painting. My coaching company is Optimize Coaching. Yeah. Because it's all about optimizing your life. And I'm going to tell you something. I work at Frisco Counseling and Wellness, uh, just so you guys know where to find me if you need me. I'm, I'm here for you.
0: link in the show notes.
1: Right? But we are comprised of a psychiatrist, therapist, licensed mm-hmm. in all different things, EMDR, anything you could possibly imagine. Yeah,
0: really good. I was looking at the website. Absolutely.
1: And life coaches. Mm-hmm to touch on every single bit that you just said. If somebody comes in to see me but they have a severe mental mental illness or or they're really struggling, I'll pass them off, you know, to to a therapist and say, hey, let's go get you to zero, to neutral, and then come see me and let's get you let's get you rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people have this negative connotation on therapy, which I'm loving now that people are not putting that stigma as much anymore. Right. But the people of the, the our parents' age, um, they struggle with that, and and hearing coaching versus therapy kind of gives them a different mindset. So they're they're willing to at least put their foot in the door, and then from there, oh, you know what? That's really good for a therapist to talk to you with. He's right next, right in the office, right next to me. Let me see if he's available. Right. And then it's all of a sudden, not, there's no more stigma. Mm-hmm. There's no more, oh my goodness, a therapist? Like, what am I? I don't like talking about my feelings. And But it's really nice. Uh, my wife My wife calls it a massage for your brain.
0: Beautiful.
1: I, I love it. I love that analogy because it, it's true. We all love massages. Who doesn't? It, some people like rough, intense ones. I don't. I like a little bit more of a Swedish. That's just me. But in general, that massage for your brain, you leave therapy some some sessions are hard.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Um, but for the most part, relieved. You may not be happy, but you're relieved that you were able to just get the shit out and 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 move forward. Right. And, and you know, I cannot tell you how happy I am that you get that message about mental health out to everybody in the world. I
0: hope
1: so. I mean, it's it's so important.
0: Yeah.
1: And and you know, the stigma on it is. It's going away because of people like you, people like me that that are out there working in the trenches, trying to help people get there. Yeah, yeah that's all you got to do. Yeah, it's all about talking. Right. We both know I love doing that, so it's all good. I've, I've grown
0: to really. Like doing <laughs> <that>. <laughs> um, but I, the um, you know the the coaching is like because I've always thought of it as an athlete, right? Yeah. Baseball player, wrestler. That's basically been my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to. I'm trying to bring that to mental health because I think. The idea of mental health needs a rebrand. I don't want to bring it in like a marketing perspective, but the way you market something is important. We can see that with social media, right? If you market it correctly, people will buy in. Click. And so we have to market mental health in a way where people will buy in. Yep. And so, because right now, not right now, but majority of people still assume mental health equals mental illness. Correct. And that's not true. It's not true. You and I have mental health, right? Because that's how we think, feel, and act. We're thinking and feeling and acting right now. Now, I know a lot of people who have serious mental health conditions. That is different. That's a branch under the mental health spectrum. And now if you have severe anxiety, depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, we we need to get you the right and correct help. Perfect. And medication. That's your branch. Yeah, 100%. And medication works for you, awesome. Get them there. But if we're just talking about mental health, we have to frame it, I think, into an athlete- Perspective, Yep. right? Because when you work with athletes you work on their body their craft and their mind Yep, and that's exactly how we can be as human beings Hundred work in our body work on our craft and work in our mind Whatever your craft is you have a YouTube channel about turtles. That's mm-hmm. your craft. You still have to work on your body <laughs> Yeah, of course a human being who has gotta, to move you
1: gotta look good. You look better than me, but we're getting there
0: Thank you. <laughs> and you have to work on your mind. Yeah, and it's not about um, Like it's just about having these skills that you incorporate into your life, How do you train optimism? What's your gratitude practice? Mm -hmm. How are you calm under pressure? How do you recover from mistakes? These are all things that athletes learn because they have to do them on the fly. But why can't we understand them as human beings? Because I have to do them too. If I get a 72 on my test and I'm an eighth grader, but I've been taught how to breathe, how to flip the switch, how to get back into my zone. Then when I go to my next class, which I still have to do, I'm not dwelling on my previous mistake. I know that I'm gonna to have to think about it when I get home and I tell my parents. Then we're gonna go through a reflection, okay, how, what can I do better? What did I do good? And how can I improve upon it? That's what athletes do after every single game and we can equip people to do that and think of mental health as just their skill set that they're acquiring to armor themselves to live their best life possible. And that's like my number one thing that I'm trying to talk
1: about. And and I love it. You know, I got into martial arts uh, several years ago, okay? Uh, matter of fact, you had somebody on here that actually worked at the the gym that I President trained Andy. at. Yeah, pre- yep. he's a good guy. Um, really really helped me with my weight cuts a, a couple of times. Uh, really nice guy. Um, and thank you, Anthony, for serving our country. We appreciate that. Yes. Um, but, um, I work with a couple of UFC uh, athletes, you know, obviously I won't mention their names here. Um, But you, you can't understand how fragile that ego is and how sometimes just talking to somebody helps them go to that next fight and just kick ass, man. And, and it, it's all about being mentally tough as an athlete. I mean, you have to have grit. You have to. And, and, you know, my last Muay Thai fight. Okay. Guy's six foot two. Okay, I'm five foot three. Maybe I know you can't tell. I'm not a tall guy. Okay, <laughs> at the end of the day, I beat his ass, but that's because even when I got hit, I didn't stop. I didn't quit.
0: Rocky Balboa style. That's maybe.
1: right. That's right. And you know, at the end of the day, martial arts taught me a lot of that. Um, it 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 kind of opened my mind. I, I trained with a guy whose name's Doug Kim, uh, also with Brandon Goldberg, the one I mentioned earlier. Uh, we have a little mini fight team ohana warriors okay uh or striking sorry ohana striking co um and it's built off of that love for each other the network that we were talking about but also off of the core values of of martial arts Mm. which is respect loyalty and 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 getting down in the shit and doing it Yep, you know like I said, I, I'm fighting this guy. I've got three broken toes. I'm still throwing kicks because I'm not even thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I got to win this fight because I trained six months to do it. I cut weight for three months, and that sucks. Hey, I'm sure you've had to do it. I, I'm sure other people out there have to do it. It's it's crappy to cut 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. You, you, I, like p- I like pizza. I like eating fried chicken, right? But can't do that when you're about to fight. Um, and I equate that to my coaching every day when I'm working with people. Is It's like – those, those things I learned in martial arts, the things I learned in school, the things I learned in life, it all brings back into such simple things. Mm-hmm. Just trying. Just waking up in the morning, putting on your pants the same way, you know, getting in the routine and making your bed. Uh, there was a colonel or a general yeah. that was talking about that, right? Make your bed. Every day. And, you know, doing just the little things. You know, I tell my people to write down in their journal every night the night before. They put an alarm on their phone. in in session and then that next day when that every day the alarm goes off they sit down they pull out their book and they map out their next day doing the little things gets you there man Mm -hmm. and and that's something that athletes do this well the successful ones yeah um they don't just wake up and go they don't just wake up that way there's a way to get there Mm -hmm. um and and you know through martial arts i learned it um you know you got to find whatever it is
0: yeah yeah i it's just like it's so true. I learned it through baseball. Yep. I started playing baseball when I was I don't know four or five, yep. and I felt like I was pretty good at age twenty. That's sixteen years.
1: Man, you were, you were pretty good in high school, whether you want to admit it or not. Well, you're you're a rock star, man.
0: I was yeah, I was all right.
1: He's not going to tell you guys that, but he was pretty damn good.
0: You know, but like just saying, like sixteen years later, I no. felt finally in my body as a baseball player, like oh shoot. Pretty good. Yeah, I can Every do this. in my life, 16 years. Yep. So doing the same thing with this podcast. And it's about, it's about trusting the process. 100%. Right? And like trusting the process means you're putting in the right energy, effort, and attention. You're yep. not just like letting things happen. Yep. But you're sticking to your routine and your plan regardless of the result. And then the result's... Continue to come they come and that's what athletes have done forever. That's what people who have successful businesses do Yep, like they just keep moving forward trusting their process iterating reviewing executing and then moving from that space
1: of course And and, and you know money Our doesn't grow just walked in.
0: <laughs> What's up, Reed? Hi.
1: You know at the end of the day, you know, you just touched on it, man. It's waking up and just doing it I mean, it, it really is, you know, you as a baseball player um me me and my business you know they're they failures as a, as a business owner man i wish every day was perfect sure you know we're painting houses we get blamed for everything we're the last ones in mm. okay if that wall's not straight we didn't build the wall <laughs> right but but we're getting blamed. we're sure shit getting blamed for it shit, right that
0: makes sense
1: uh, at the end of the day it's all about setting the tone and just not letting the little stuff trip you up on your way to 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 your end goal you're talking about mapping things out you're 100 correct but but to think that something's not going to reach up and grab you a little bit on the way out there you just got to kick that thing in the head and keep going forward Mm -hmm. Uh, you know whether that's waking up every day at the exact same time whether it's a weekend or a weekday me personally i don't differentiate the two i don't care if it's a monday or a sunday to me it's the same i wake up at the same time because that's the way my body knows to function, to be successful. Mm. That's how I know how to, heck, I was a chubby kid in, in, in high school a little bit. Not fat, but chubby. I don't look like that anymore because I do those things. I, I, I pay attention. I'm intentional. And that's one other thing I like to preach is inten- to being intentional. Mm. Everything you do to be successful, whether that's mental health, whether that's in your work, whether that's in your relationship, it, it's being intentional it's not doing things just because it's doing it because of this. You will never get to your end goal without being intentional. Mm-hmm. And, and, and telling that to some of these clients, man, and, and even to some of my, my painters, Hey man, you did that that way. Why? Oh, well, okay. Why don't we find a way to make that intentional? Cause I like the way you did that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm now going to write it down in my, in my um, customer handouts about caulking these windows on every exterior paint job because this one guy did it and I liked it. So we're being intentional about it. And now I'm selling that that paint job in the rest of the neighborhood.
0: It's also a testament to giving your employees the freedom to to be creative with their work. So important. So that's also important. But what what you're talking about or what we're talking about here is going on the hero's journey, man. I love the hero's journey. If you've watched any movie, any movie, this is the journey, right? The hero goes out. He's, he's full of might and steam, a little bit of fear, but he go, he's courageous anyways. And then what happens? He starts to battle of the dragons. Yep. The dragons just beat the shit out of him, and they beat the shit out of him, and just like life. And, but the hero keeps getting back up. He keeps getting back up. He grabs a sword. He grabs an armor. He grabs a team. Yep. And then he slays the dragon. Yep. You know, and that's the life, right? And, and Gets then it the just princess over what, and gets the princess. Yeah, of course, <laughs> princess, of course. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the yeah, right. usually. Yeah, um, but that's it. That's yeah. the, you're committing to the hero's journey, and whatever yeah. you can do that day is enough. Yeah, and today, what I can do is make my bed. Great. Yeah, if I can brush my teeth, if I can get to the, do a movement mm-hmm. routine, if I can eat some nutritious food, if I can call a friend, if I can text a friend, if I can watch something informational on. The internet, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. You're making those little steps every day, and little steps add up to massive things. Thirteen years later, successful yep. business. 160 episodes later, successful, successful podcast. podcast. Oh yeah, right. And so it's just like giving yourself a chance to be the best version of you, and that's just putting in the work every day
1: and writing on those wins. I mean, you, you're even if even if you have nothing, nowhere to go, and you have no job and no whatever, but. You made that phone call to our friend that you haven't spoken to in a while. You, you got up and made your bed that morning. Mm-hmm. Write that shit down, man. Mm-hmm. Write it down. Because you know what? A year from now, when you're looking back because you've made so much progress, and you go back to day one, and you go, and you, you, you kind of giggle because, like, I made my bed that day. That's all I wrote down. But you know what? That's what started this. Right. That small little win started this year of wins. I love it, man.
0: Now you have a log. It's like Alex Ramosi says. I don't know if you follow Alex Ramosi, but he says, you're just building an undeniable stack of proof that you are the person you say you are.
1: 100%.
0: You're outworking your self-doubt. That's all you're doing. And it's, it's just beautiful because we all have doubt. Yep. Everyone you see doing something great doubts themselves. 100%. Everyone you see doing something great has imposter syndrome, thinks they can't do it, thinks they're not good enough, but they outwork that doubt. They keep moving forward despite it. And there you go. Then you see their final result. You see the overnight success that took 13 years uh, and all of this shit. But you can do it too. They're 100%, no different.
1: Hundred percent. You know. And, and on top of that, it goes back to dreaming, right? The only if you care about what everybody thinks, you say, hey, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna write a book. You know How many people told me, "Are you out of your mind, man? It's a saturated market. What are you thinking?" I don't care.
0: Right.
1: I'm not gonna let you kill my dream. I'm I'm gonna do that. Go get it. You know,
0: we'll promote it on this podcast, right? Baby.
1: But at the end of the day, it's like why do you care so much about other people? Because in this life, there's you, your family, there's God, right? or whoever you believe in, wherever you have your faith in, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, them and your friends and your network, outside of that, man, everything else is just there. It doesn't affect you. What affects you is you. And if you can't, and I was telling somebody the other day, and and, and this sounds super selfish, but, but think about it. If you are not the best you, if you're not putting yourself first, you can't be the best you for somebody else. When you're on the airplane, there's a reason they tell you to put that mask on yourself before your kid. Right. It's because if you're not safe, you can't save somebody else. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not the best me, I can't. Come home being the best husband to my wife, the best dad to my daughter. I can't do those things. I can't be the best coach to my clients. So I focus on me every morning, but I close my day focusing on everything else. Because and, and by everything I mean my family in that, that circle we were just talking about. Be the best you. Map your wins. Be successful. Love people. Love your neighbor. God tells us that in in, in the old book, yeah, you know. Yeah, love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason we have all these issues in the world today is because we stopped loving each other. Yeah. We stopped caring about the next guy. Mm-hmm. It was so so you can be selfish and care about yourself, but don't forget to also after you're done caring for yourself, care for the next guy. And that's why we're here today. Mm-hmm. We're here to help help people because we've taken care of ourselves. Now we want to take care of everybody else.
0: Right. Yeah, that, that leads me to, I think, an important conversation about um, what it means to be a strong man. Yeah. Right? Because there personally, I think there's an attack on masculinity in today's society. Oh, 100%. And it's, it's very detrimental yep. to society, right? Because there's this weird belief that we live in this oppressive... Patriarchal superstructure that holds everyone down, and you know, whatever you believe is fine. Yeah, that's okay, you can have that belief. But I think to have a great society, you have to have a strong masculine presence 100%, man. And masculine is in everyone, masculine and feminine are just energies, yep. they reside in each person. But the man is a majority of the masculine energy, he also needs to have feminine energy because that's important for cultivating a relationship. 100%. But my question to you is, you know. Do you have a definition of a strong man or how how have you become a strong man or what would you like to pass on to a young boy that might be listening to this?
1: 100%, man. I mean, think about this. Our country over the years has been strong, whether you're Democrat, Republican, whether you're, you're right or left, up until a couple years ago. And I say that maybe 10 years ago. Part of that is because, like you just said, being a man, it's like, whoa, man, take it easy there. There's a reason it worked for all those years. Mm-hmm. We had man and woman, both successful, both still loving each, other. my grandparents love each other. They've been married for longer than 90% of the people our age have been married, man. And that's because they get it. And at the end of the day, what's made me a strong man is my grit, it's finding my fuck it. I wasn't happy, okay? And I realized I had a better purpose. And ultimately, my wife and I talk about this all the mm-hmm. time. It takes. I don't care if you're gay, straight, lesbian, whatever it is. Somebody has to bring that masculine, that that toughness, that grit on one side, and the soft on the other. In today's society, man, I was coaching eight years ago at at a school here locally, uh, not Yavna, a different one, and I had a kid on their cell phone on the bench, and I said, "What do you put your phone away? What do you? We're in the middle of a game." Right. I got fired. For that because that kid went crying to their mom mm. let me tell you something kids today are soft because they don't have that but you know why you and i aren't soft because our parents did not put up with that <laughs> i broke my collarbone when i was a kid my dad told me to get up and keep playing yeah. i tore my mcl playing soccer in high school guess what i played the rest of that game before i went to the hospital
0: mm.
1: kid nowadays stubs their foot yeah. or their toe they're out for a month and i'm going to tell you this and something I tell my daughter. She, um, she'll, she'll, you know, stub her toe, whatever. She looks at me, I say, You good? She goes, I'm good. I said, Show me your marquee muscles. And she literally pulls up her sleeve and she goes, Like that. I say, You tough? She goes, Yeah. I'm like, You got this. And she goes and, and has a great rest of the day. And she'll, she won't think about that instance ever again. Right. Because she got up and she realized, I don't need to coddle you. Mm-hmm. You're a tough girl. And she's a girl, mind you. She's tough, she's resilient. And it's having that masculinity in there. Just a little bit of that. You got this, kid. Right. My wife does it as well. She's tough on that way. But where I lack some of that softness, she can come in and, and bring that compassionate. Mm. You know, at night when it's time to read books and stuff, I'm not great at that. But I'm in the room while it's happening. Because I want to be a part of that for my daughter, mm. but knowing I'm not the one that makes the funny, you know, voices and this, my wife brings that compassion and that softness into that nice family moment. Mm. It takes a balance, man. It does. it does. And, and, you know, again, through martial arts, I learned a lot of that.
0: Yes.
1: Um, just looking back at my life, I looked through a lot of that and I'm going to tell all you guys. If your kid is not in jujitsu or muay thai or something, get him in there. Or Run, sports, yeah, any sport. Run, get them there. You know, I have a, a, a nephew that's autistic. Okay, and you know he he struggles with uh, team sports.
0: Mm.
1: Martial arts has been wonderful for him.
0: I'm sure that's awesome.
1: It's taught him discipline, yeah. but it's also taught him what it's like to be able to defend yourself.
0: Also probably talking that he's capable as fuck.
1: Hell yeah, dude. And and let me tell you what, he'll beat my ass one day. I promise you yeah. that. I promise you that. I may be good, but that kid's gonna be better because you know why? He started young. Yeah. I started in my thirty or well, late twenties. And that should go to show any of you guys. It's never too late. Right. Finding your fucking, it's never too late. You just gotta do it. You gotta wake up one day and do it. And and I found it through martial arts um and i love it man i just just that that camaraderie that we can beat the shit out of each other for 30 minutes and then hug each other afterwards tell me one sport where you find that hockey maybe. you know yeah maybe but 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 it's not intense you know punching each other and then kicking each other and right. choking each other but at the end of the day i can shake that guy's hand we can hug each other and and we learned from each other mm. uh, what do they say iron sharpens iron yeah
0: well there's in martial arts, jujitsu, Muay Thai, whatever it is, right? There's a there's an unspeakable mutual respect for doing something that's really hard. Yep. That's it. That's all the people care about. Yep. Like you showed up today to do something voluntarily, where there's no external reward, and you're doing the hard thing. Yep. I respect you for it. You're you're a dude. Mm-hmm. And that's why all like that's why I think sports are so important for young people. Yep. Martial arts are so important for young people because you know I remember when I was ten years old. And I was still living in California. And I was on this really, really good 10-year-old team. Yeah. And I was bad at baseball then. Yeah. So I didn't get to play.
1: I don't believe it. Go ahead.
0: I just, I, you know, I wasn't as good as the other guys on the team, right? Yeah. And so I barely played. Yeah. And after a couple of weeks of the season, I told my parents I wanted to quit because I, I wasn't playing. Yeah. And they said, no, you committed to this team and you will show up to every game and you will be part of the team because you told us that you wanted to be part of the team. Yep. And that in that moment... Taught me a lesson, a beautiful lesson. I can't even imagine where my life would have ended up if they'd be like, oh sure, yeah, yeah no, no problem. Because yeah. they're building a resilient kid, not trying to make me safe. Yep. And there's a huge difference. Of course you want to keep your kids safe. Of course. Right, to like catastrophes. Of course. Of course, that's like a no-brainer. We yeah, love our kids. Absolutely. But you have to also build resilient kids mm-hmm. who can fall down and get back up. Yep. Who can be pushed around and get back up. Yep. Who can be thrown in situations where they don't get the thing they want and they know that they can get it if they work a little harder or do a little this or do a little that. They earn it. And and then that's like my biggest thing about, about young boys is that mm-hmm. teaching them that. And then that
1: masculinity. Like
0: creating that sense of strong masculine energy in mm-hmm. them. Because for me, a strong man is able to do both. Yep. Right? Whether you realize it or not, you did both. Because 100%. Because you were able to ask for help when you needed it. That's why you got a therapist. Yep. A strong man is able to do that. Yep. He doesn't... Sometimes, though, I got to put the shit on my shoulders and I got to be strong for my family, I got to strap my fucking boots up, and I got to get this done. Yep. But also, I can be like, hey, I'm struggling. Yeah. Like, I need a little help right you, now.
1: You have to admit it.
0: And there's... T- those. That's it. That's the strong man. Mm-hmm. That's good, like and you're you're toggling between these two beautiful energies of masculine and feminine and you're 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 intertwining them you're integrating them and you become this like divine man who shows up for people and can be a role model for young boys who look up to you and like oh like I can do that thing I can yep. do that too I can be that person I can be kind and compassionate and loving but I can also be competent and caring and confident and go after the things I want and not be considered toxic because I'm Portraying this energy about me that I'm gonna go get her and I'm gonna get shit done yep. But I can also be like I love you yep. and I love my brothers Yep, and I love my sisters and I'm, I'm here and I'm compassionate like that's the beauty of it all And We have to we we it's like paramount to the success of our society that we get that message across
1: You know where you and I found that huh? that love for other guys that was okay, B-boyo. it was it was fraternal
0: you know BYO sport aza
1: 100
0: like that's where i found it the i didn't i wasn't able to convey that then no I of mean, course not close. we
1: were kids man nobody knows i wasn't but, able to convey any of that but now
0: but now I can. looking back
1: you realize like we crazy. all loved each other man and at the end of the day we may have dicked around and and, and messed with each other sure. but at the end of the day if anybody in any of the other chapters fucked with us we had each other's back, 100%. no question. Even if I didn't like the guy, I had his back yep. because you know what? That's that's my boys on my team. It
0: happened at sporting events. Hundred
1: percent, and you know what? <laughs> that's why we won, baby. That's why we won because we had that energy, right? We had that love. But but you're right. But you know what? You're right. And and people are so afraid of being themselves, and they care so much. And we touched on this earlier about what other people think. Do you, baby? Be you be happy that you were created you're on earth you know today I was at the doctor's office and, and the lady asked me how I'm doing and I said I'm living life in paradise I' I'm ha- blessed I'm alive She looked at me confused and because people think you're crazy for saying that but I am I, I'm alive I woke up today God gave me another day He gave me another day to inspire people to be a, 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 a nice father figure, a manly figure for my my daughter. But to also be there for her when she needs it mm. you know she called me and said daddy i really want to be at my dance recital do you mind changing our flight on the way back I, I know it's going to be really tight do you mind just moving in an hour Shit, man i got on the phone to american airlines the minute i hung up and i made sure that flight was changed because i knew that that's something she wanted she cared about and she stuck with it yeah. she wanted to quit dance by the mm. way now she's in competitive dance winning awards at six years old beautiful my sister says it best, and, and I'm not going to, I won't share this link with her because I don't want her to hear me saying this, okay? <laughs> but she looked at her kid when they wanted to quit a sport, and she said, I don't care if you quit at the end of the season, but just like you said, we committed.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, she equated it to finances. I paid for it. But I pulled her aside and I said, Hey, it's not that you paid for it. That doesn't matter. Money comes, it goes. It's in, it's out. At the end of the day, you taught her a valuable lesson without knowing it. Mm-hmm. That kid is now one of the smartest 10-year-olds I've ever met. She's always been the he- the top of her class. And it's because of little lessons like that. And having my brother-in-law, who also served, by the way, in the Air Force. And I appreciate you, Jason. And he's a police officer today. That's why I wear this to support, support him. Because it's scary out there for him. Very much. But he also brought that that manly figure into that house where my sister had to be both for a long time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, her baby daddy is in prison because he's a piece of shit. But then this guy comes in, adopts my niece. Let me tell you something. They got married and he adopted her that same year because he knew the importance of having that figure in the house that you call dad. And he found pride
0: in that. Mm -hmm. That's the role models we
1: need. 100%. You got to have pride. Uh, You know, when and back to what we were talking about before with the the goals and all this stuff you got to reward yourself too right, right. like you, you set these goals you do these things and you, you do them every day but if you're not rewarding yourself for it what's the point
0: you got to basically tell yourself good job for doing the thing you said you're gonna
1: do yeah <laughs> shit right pat your own self on the ass and say great job coach right. but no at the, at the end of the day it's true right. because you know like at, at, when i finish my book my wife and i are gonna go uh to thailand I, she's always wanted to go and i want to train at tiger muay thai uh once you know just to see what it's like going out there and getting my ass kicked by guys that are half my age or, or younger that are maybe like 10 yeah. because they've been doing it since the womb right yeah. but but that's my reward for for finishing that goal um you know you've got to have something to look forward to and you, you just have to and and, and you got to show your kids that because if you don't show your kids that there's something brighter in life, you know, my, my daughter says daddy, I want that piece of candy. Ah baby, you know what? You, you haven't you haven't been using your manners today. Um, we'll try again tomorrow and we'll come right back and get that same piece of candy if you can use your manners. The next day she does. But not only does she do it the next day, but then the next day, and then the next day because she realizes that was the right thing to do and she was rewarded for that behavior. It's the little things in life that we give our kids being, being that, that well-rounded household you talk about, that we can stop building these soft kids that can't even work. Man, I was at California Pizza Kitchen the other day. It took two hours for me to get my food. And when I said something, the manager who was young, a kid, got snappy with me. And I'm like, dude, I've been here for two hours. I'm waiting for a kids mac and cheese, man. Like, come on. It take 2 seconds. I can go make craft at home in 10 minutes. And, and these kids don't want to work. They don't care because they weren't taught that grit. They weren't given that that kick in the ass by their dad or their mom who may have been that masculine type figure. They just weren't given that. We were. Yeah. We were, man. And it's sad.
0: We 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 have to um we have to- something about it right we have we do we have to talk about it we have to talk about the things that we know and working hard and you know having passion and perseverance and what those things can mean and how we can also be healthy while doing those things how we can take care of our brain our body our relationships our spirituality our connection to the divine things of that nature and not just hustle 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 hustle, hustle. (laughs) because it went sort of on the it got over rotated boom boom
1: that now pendulum. We can,
0: we can find a harmonious middle ground where we yep. can be healthy. Yep. But also, we can go after the things we want, and we're not going to expect things to get handed to us nope. because they're not. No.
1: Nope. And 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 we both know this. Being being from the community, we are are the people we grew up with that were given everything. They're not really doing much today. The people like you and me. Let me tell you something. My family maybe maybe well off, but I was given nothing. I had to earn everything. And I look back at it and I was having a conversation with my grandfather the other day and I thanked him and he looked so confused. He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And I said, "You and my dad gave me nothing." And at, when I was a kid, I was so pissed. My sister was got a Lexus for her first car. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I now run two successful businesses. One helping people and both one well, he- oh, I guess both helping. One helping them with their home improvement and one helping them with their 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 futures. Yeah. Because of those lessons, because I was not given everything. Okay. But ultimately, you said a lot of great things, but you know what you left out? Love. Right. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, we have to love ourselves. We have to love our families in order to, to, to have that harmonious balance. And, and that middle ground is where we need to bring, um, and I'm not going to get into this, but in general, bring our country back to. You know, after 9-11, think what you want about Bush. But he brought the country he raw rod the country back together mm. that was the last time i can physically remember myself and i was in fourth grade mind you okay that was the last time i can remember myself being like wow everybody is together here we just need that love man uh, we lost it somewhere and we need to find it we need to find it fast we need to find our fuck it in this country and and bring that shit back That's
0: right. and hopefully
1: not from a bad not a bad instance hopefully it's a good loving reason right we need it
0: i have one final question for you what you got for me brother i think i think i might know the answer but i'm gonna ask you anyways well you
1: probably know the answer because because like you said i haven't changed too much but let's hear it
0: (laughs) um well it's solely based on the information you presented in this episode but if you were going to put up a billboard yep and a million people were going to see this billboard every day what would you put on it
1: well of course i would say find your fuck it right but but ultimately i actually this is this is great and i'll be quick above my i i, I was watching ted lasso Beautiful okay show. and i love that believe thing for, yeah. for him right so i went online and i bought two neon signs and they both say win and it reminds me and there's one in my office above my door and one in my in my um bedroom above my door and every time I leave one of those two spaces, I remind myself to count my wins. So I write a lot about winning daily and winning often. Remember that it's our wins that bring us forward. So it will either be about winning daily and winning often or finding your fuck it and getting forward, baby. Well,
0: we got two sides. That's we'll right. throw it on both. That's right. We'll throw it on both. That's great. That's beautiful. Um, thank you. Of
1: course. Hey, thank you for having me, man. This was a blessing. And I, and I hope uh, you guys at home uh, uh, realize that that the both of us just want the best for you guys.
0: Yeah. Thank you for watching and listening. Give us your feedback. Leave us a comment. All of Cameron's information is linked in the show notes. Go check him out. His website, Instagram, all that good stuff. His coaching. And we'll see you guys next time. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in to that episode with Cameron Markey. What was your biggest takeaway from that episode? What resonated most deeply with you that you can implement and take action on in your life immediately to start moving towards the best version of you? And if you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And the best way to support this podcast is through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Aaron directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit, You Are Loved. So click the link in the show notes and see which tier might work best for you. And in other news, please leave us a rating or review on Spotify or Apple. But most importantly, above all else, please, Please take good care of yourselves and others, and I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.